joining us on episode 24 of Loons Out of Water, a Minnesota United Football Club fan podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and on today's show, we have our regular flyers, Jake. I forgot what I was going to say here. And Sydney. I'm mostly flabbergasted that we've done 24 episodes. Crazy. Crazy. And PK. PK, anything you'd like to say to get us going today? Stunned into silence per usual. No? All right. Well, today we're going to talk about, well, it's a it's a, it's a bit of a, a quick fire, uh, big style, hot little takes. result, hot take <laughs> Just uh, episode. Nothing but hot takes. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about uh, the last, what is that, six games that we've missed since we've been on hiatus. Speaking of which, thank you to everyone for being patient with us as life threw a few unexpected hurdles our way uh, that we had to kind of postpone the podcast for a while, but we're back. And Recording we're from be- a new Loons Out of Water location. Yeah, explain from- that shit. Don't give them the, ooh, there's some shit. Like, we can say it. Okay, oh. you guys tell the audience now why you weren't able to, and then I'll explain why I wasn't able to. Go. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot more... This feels like a trap, yeah. to be fair, Jake. Uh, and we- I wasn't able to because Dylan and Sydney let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly it was because we moved and we didn't have internet uh, so there was like a three week period where we weren't. No, able it was to... like literally a month where Century Link was like, "Yeah, it's gonna take us a while to get internet out to you out there in St. Paul. <laughs> It'll be like a month. We'll send it on the next train." No, you guys are. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what happened. Uh, what was your reasoning, Jake? Well, I was very busy attending journalism school, actually. So. Oh yeah, just becoming a legitimate yes. journalist. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite part about this was like, I'm sure that anybody who stuck around was like, yeah, Sydney's going to be the asshole when they come back. But like, nope. <laughs> Classic Jake. I've been waiting an entire month to say this shit. I know. I had that. I had that joke planned for like the last two weeks. Nice. So, yeah. This podcast is now hashtag better journalism. There you go. The people demanded it, Jake, and you gave them what they wanted. Uh, So we'll have some rapid fire thoughts on the last six games. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about where Minnesota United is at right now uh, and what the hell is going on. Uh, And then we'll talk about our next game uh, this coming Saturday against Jacksonville Armada. So let's get going. We're going to do see uh, some one word hot takes on the last six games. We're going to kind of rotate it around. Jake, we're going to start with you. May, uh, Miami FC one, Minnesota United FC one. This happened about six weeks ago. Jake, what's your one word hot take on that game? Lance. Uh, and this and this does require a little bit of elaboration for me, All mostly right. because uh, the crow has been presented, and now I need to eat it. Uh, basically, the last thing that uh, I had said. Before we went on hiatus, whatever episode 23 was, uh, was essentially to not give up on the skills of Lance Lang, but to give up on him putting those skills to productive use this season. Uh, And I was taught a harsh lesson in why uh, I had been so hesitant on doing that earlier on in the season. Uh, And just Lance has, I think he's far and away been at the very least one of our two best, if not the best players 
on the pitch these last six games. Uh, and so I am glad he proved me wrong. All right. I like it. I agree with all that. He's been pretty, uh, pretty good stuff lately. Don't know if he's necessarily making an argument for the future of the team, but he's definitely making an argument for why we picked him up. Left foot Lance. That's what I call him. We're homies. You guys just text each other. For a person, is there a word for a person that only has a left leg? (laughs) (laughs) Like a bi... Like an amputee. Like like Well, not a biped. So he'd just be like a... Ped. A ped. A left ped. Uniped. Uniped. You're welcome. Uniped Lang. That's what we called him. got your guys' backs. Uh, All right. Next game. Fort Lauderdale Strikers 0 at Minnesota United. FC 0. Sid, what's your one word hot take on this game? Super califragilistic. Expialidocious. It's not even picking up it's your voice. It's a great word. Get Bayless, ladies and gentlemen. Ugh. Yeah, that's And what word. does that mean? At least we didn't lose. Because <laughs> technically, we tied. Fair enough. All right. Uh, and my, I get the next one. Minnesota United FC 1, Ryo OKC 0. OKC. Are we just making fun of me now? <laughs> Ryo OKC was 0. Uh, my one word hot take on this is wow <laughs> that game was a, an absolute bore fest uh, and the fact that we came out of it uh, with a victory still kind of blows my mind which one was that one that was the one where they played Raya OKC and they won 1-0 <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> in, in Minnesota we were there we were there you guys were there Oh, was that the one you weren't at? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, you disgusting pink-eyed monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot That's about that, that too. Yeah. What was that one? We had sickness. Sure. We had deaths. Sure. We had no internet. <laughs> it was a rough six weeks for us. And our house is cold. Um, all right, moving on. New York Cosmos 1, Minnesota United FC 0. Jake, one word hot take. Uh, misremember. Because I don't remember <laughs> anything from it. <laughs> Uh, at least the Cosmos are pretty damn good, though. So it's a maybe maybe understandable is the word. Mm. Like right. you can lose to the best team in the league. Yeah, that ain't, there's zero. no shame in that. That's a, a shitty but respectable loss. Uh, all right, Sid, Minnesota United FC two, Ottawa Fury three. One word hot take. I'm mostly just still caught up in the fact that nobody gave me props for my sick Mary Poppins reference there. Uh. <laughs> 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 that's like just uh, i think we need a bigger boat like hey where's my props for having like knowing the most famous thing in jaws come on guys where are you on me yeah <sighs> i still would have been like bad props jake <laughs> it's okay all right what's your one word hot take on this game this is the one where we were up until the 82nd minute and they scored two goals to beat us. Just so you, just to give you that. Okay, my so, word is da fuck. Da fuck. I love it. <laughs> there you Thank go. You. That's exactly the right word for that game. Uh, and uh, I get the most recent game and loss Ottawa Fury 3, Minnesota United FC 1. My one word answer well, I wasn't going to say fuck on that one, but now I feel like I can't take it. Um, it's going to be 
You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Seriously. What happened in that game? I still can't understand. Oh, you should just white girl it right there. I just can't even like can't that even. game. Yeah. Uh, this team, semi moving on, is one, three, and two in their last six games. All that we have are summing up in this beautiful podcast. So, Jake, what has happened to this team? in this stretch uh, to cause them to be in such dire straits. Murray Poppins isn't on the coaching staff. That's what. <laughs> Just bringing it back. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm also, also you now, Jake. Yeah, also taking Jake's question. <laughs> Possibly not enough listening to the dire straits in the locker room before Ooh, the game. That could is be. a possibility. If you're uh, superstitious, maybe that's what they need. Well, that would be listening to Stevie Wonder. I don't know. And that's absolutely happening. <laughs> I'm just basically playing musical word association because I don't know the answer to this. Okay. I think is it's like a delaying tactic. I like it. on my part. Um, it's it's weird because you know for either the whole game or stretches of it, they'll play well. They'll play at least as well, if not better, than their opponents. They'll look like they should win. And then it's it's just kind of gone in this flurry of lapses in concentration, um, lapses in focus, just making a couple of mistakes, and the opposition is, is there uh, ready to pounce on it. Um, you can sort of see maybe in the last couple of weeks, some of it is happening uh, for a good reason, if, if such a thing exists. Uh, it's kind of felt like both of these uh, Ottawa games, we either went down or tied, but we were going for the win. So we, you know, increased the offensive focus of our team. Uh, substitutions came on and we sort of lost a little bit defensively in that so we could chase the win. Uh, and you know, that either just didn't work out or backfired uh, a little bit. So I like the mentality, um, but, uh, it it just, I guess, didn't work out with it. I I wish I, I mean, I wish I understood soccer to the extent that I could answer that, but it seems to be something both systemic, uh, all the way across the team. And, you know, it goes deeper than just, any one person or Carl Craig substitutions or uh, anything. It's just almost like this convulsion of letdown uh, at key moments in the game and opponents, they're ready to take advantage of it. Yeah. Sid, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess like the most, uh, I'm just going to go straight for the dude bro analogy, just, you know, because I think there's no female listeners. Like, it's basically like they're blowing their load. Like, we, like, can't last an entire game to save our lives. Uh, And I don't know. Yeah, I think we've that's if it's been a reoccurring issue. And I think we don't have any answers on how to change that. There seems to be a systemic issue and it's carried over from last year as well that we seem to. It wasn't as bad in the beginning of the season, but we seem to always reach a point where we're like throw our hands in the air, 
try and park the bus, but we completely lose control of the game. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of clearer reasons why that has happened this year. I think we've had more injuries to very key people than we did at least in the last couple years. Um, but it seems to me that there's sort of this mentality that just doesn't cut it with the team in general um, that we think we can win but we don't necessarily believe that we can win it's sort of like on paper we know that we're as good as anybody in this league but we don't aren't able to execute well enough in the end we don't i don't know if it's that we don't believe in ourselves or or something and by we i mean them the players um well, it's also that feeling of, and it's not every game, I think, but it's that feeling that getting one goal ahead is enough, and that's good enough, and we can just stay there. And some games, you know, are anomalies in our seasons where we score four goals, and I don't even think that's happened. Four goals in one game. But I think a lot of the time it feels like we get a goal, and then we just bank on that. And we feel like we've, everybody feels like they put in their time. When that happens. Yeah. And I also think, Jake, to your point about sort of going, at least in the last couple of weeks, seeming to, Craig, going for the win at the end um, could also be interpreted in uh, we don't have any good defensive players either. Like, we have no depth on our defensive line. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you could bring in Calvano if he's healthy or, you know, whatever. Pitch has been out there every game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like we just – the only thing we have on the bench are offensive players. So to some degree, I agree with you. But on the other side, I'm like, Craig doesn't really have any other options at the same time. Um, And, yeah, that's been a consistent and frustrating uh, byline in in this season um and so do you have any thoughts on if there is any specific or if it's just general blame to go around with what's been happening and the sort of i wouldn't call it a collapse but uh a bit of a stagnancy that's happened here in the middle of this fall season well i hate to point fingers but i'm pretty sure it's pk's fault it's pk yeah, not bringing all, it. All of it. <laughs> Glad you went in that direction because uh, I was very surprised uh, by the sentence that preceded it. Like, I hate to point fingers. Like, really? Do you? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fucking fired, Jake. Jeez. Sid, you're the negative one. Play the role. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Uh, okay, Any anything other than PK? Honestly, like, no, I don't think there's anybody that we could... I think it's... We're falling back on the fact that we know very little going on in the locker room and in practice and in the office, and I think I could not, with any certainty, point fingers at anyone. So, 
So you think it's just holistic. It's sort of systemic and it's a a natural uh, consequence of this season being a weird limbo transitional season for the front office and the club in general. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking pre-podcast recording about our EPL teams, and I think we all three of our teams have kind of been in shake up the last couple of years of getting new coaches. And I think we all know that transition period of they're not going to play great at first, especially if somebody comes in late or comes in and doesn't necessarily have the personality type that meshes right away. So I think we're just seeing some repercussions from the change of a coach still and what that means if he is going to continue with the team until next year or if he's done after this year I think we're kind of seeing that uncertainty and the fact that I don't know if any of these players believe that there's a place for them going into next year so and that was just a thought that had crossed my mind uh you know you wonder you can't say with any certainty uh, unless you have like spoken to all of the players but you wonder uh, how much of an impact some of the little side, uh, you know, the side stories for next year are impacting everybody. Uh, what uh, what runs through Carl Craig's mind when he sees an ESPN story that says, well, here's two uh, former MLS coaches that uh, Minnesota United are thinking about bringing in to be their MLS coach next year. If you're a player on that team and you see the story, well, Minnesota is going to uh, have an expansion draft next year where they, they're going to participate in it. They can pick up to five players. And that's up to five players in the locker room who might have been there before who aren't anymore. You know, you wonder what sort of an impact that that, that, that might have on the on-field performance. Yeah, I think it's the exact same feeling it is when you work at a company and there's layoffs happening. It's that creeping doubt that or never that you goes hear away. rumblings that finances yeah. aren't in you know whatever and you don't know who's on the chopping block and, yeah yeah i think it would be ridiculous to expect that to not show up on the field uh yeah i mean i agree that it's hard to believe that as humans they they can completely shut that out but at the same time this is their job. This is, they should be professionals about it. I mean, you're not doing yourself any fla- favors. Flavors. If you <laughs> don't show up on game day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, to, to our conversation earlier and, and Jake's comments about Lance Lang, um, you know, Ramirez has consisted, he's been consistently good over this stretch. Um, not scoring, I think, as much as anyone, like, wants him to and he's you know because we're not necessarily winning basically is what that means um but he and lance lang have you know made cases for themselves in this stretch and they've looked really good now is that because like with lance lang because he's actually looked good or because he's playing for something else I guess my, he, he might yeah. know, you know, he, he might see the writing on the wall that this isn't a team that he's going to be with next year, but he has to at least show up enough to have someone else, you know, make a bid for him, whether it's NASL or not. Do you guys think they know whether or not they're staying at this point? I think that the, uh, is it the three 
three, I think, that sign quote-unquote long-term deals that weren't MLS-specific contracts, which would be Venegas, Davis, and Ramirez. I think the three of them will be given will be signed to an MLS contract and they'll be given every chance to make the club. I would be surprised if Brodsky and Spees and Cruz don't come up with us, but I think that they, you know, will have to work just as hard as Ramirez, Davis, and Venegas will to make the team. I think everyone else is a question mark, mostly because... I would say low and potentially on your, but you know, he's been hurt almost most of the year. So it's hard to say with him, but low has proven himself worthy. Um, I just don't know what that contract and that deal to buy him from the Sounders is going to look like. Um, I think Sammy is the guy until they bring someone else in, but it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if there's a decent if not good goalkeeper uh, uh, in that on draft day, if that's not the first position that they draft from someone else, or if they do something smart, like make uh, a guy like McMath in Colorado, who's riding the bench now because Tim Howard is there, their first DP and pay him big time to come down and be a solid goalkeeper. You know, uh, I mean, there's, there's a million things still to happen, but as far as your question, Sydney, I think that there are five to six guys on this current roster that are going to be there next year for sure. And I think the rest of them will probably get sold or be given a really low end contract with the opportunity to make the team. I think the real follow-up question there is the new player that Jamie Watson is currently growing on his face. Do we sign him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah. At least a a developmental deal. (laughs) Exactly. He'll be in, what is it? What's the Adidas thing that MLS has? I have no idea. I just want to hear Jake say farming. Just farm him. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the the growth will have just the white blonde hair, just like him and his wife and his son have. Um, it'd be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Give it a little uniform. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he'll, and then they'll shoot a new Twin Cities orthopedic commercial yeah. where his, his head is doing some lifts. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be fantastic. Uh, All right, well, let's move on. Next week, the Loons uh, take on Jacksonville Armada in Minnesota on Saturday, October 1st, starting at 7 p.m. Jacksonville's currently last in the fall standings and second to last in the combined. So is this a trap game for Minnesota? Jake, what do you think? What does that mean? It means it's a game we should win because they're so bad. Uh because so, now I'm just thinking, like, they're luring us there to murder us, but it's a home game, so that'd be pretty right. hard. No, so it's a game that you should win, um, so you overcompensate, uh, or you go in cocky, and then they beat you because you're not as prepared as you should be. Welcome to the entire season. <laughs> to some degree. Jake, what do you think? 
this might be a more of a trap game for Jacksonville at this point. Like when you've won one game in the last six, I don't think there's such a thing as a trap game anymore. Uh, I mean, they need they need to murder these guys uh, badly. Not literally, though. <laughs> and then set their corpses on fire. <laughs> Put uh, their corpses in a bag with a tiger <laughs> and then throw that bag off a cliff into a river. Excuse me, tigers are endangered, Jacob Hillside. You take the tiger out first. Um, Manslaughter, okay. Yeah. Killing endangered species, uh-uh. That's the one. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> uh, Forever in our prayers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... Do you guys know that J.K. Rowling made a Harambe Patronus? No. I shit you not. Oh my god. Yes. By the definition of a, a trap game, I think it sort of is. Uh, but in in also calling it another cliche, I think it's just a must win to your point, Jake. Uh we are trying to make the playoffs and currently hold control still our own destiny in a lot of ways in the playoffs. Um, and this is a game when you're playing one of the worst teams in the league, but you just have to win if you want any chance of making the playoffs. And if they don't win this game, then I think, you know, it's clear that that is not the direction that we're headed. So, I think if they don't loop, like win this game that Carl Craig faces, because people are already whispering about him facing the chopping uh, yeah. block. I mean, unless uh, they can, ha- if they have an idea how they can sign the new guy that they want, I think, which is what I think Jake was saying when we were texting during the game this week, uh, it, it probably won't happen. They won't make any move to fire Craig. But if you know, Ziggy Schmidt is out there and they want to sign him to be the new coach, like, and they can make that deal happen now. Uh, I just imagine that Ziggy Schmidt wears a lot of those, like, swishy 80s track suits. Is that correct? Because that's what his I mean, name sounds like. he probably does. Okay. <laughs> Not just that. No, but also, just that. A lot of scarves. He always wears a scarf. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What do you think, Jake? About what? Do you think uh, there's any chance Craig gets fired? If okay, he loses? that. Yeah, I mean, you, there's always a chance because it's sports and people do irrational things or people do things for a million, you know, like if you think about all the reasons that coaches get fired in sports in general, not even just American sports, um, there's it can be because of on the field stuff or it can be done to send a message or it can be done to appease the fans or whoever else you know so uh there's a ton of reasons that they could do it i don't think they will uh, nor do i think they should you know what we've got five six games left uh I, i don't see the point in firing a coach with that uh with that short a time left to go I don't think that at this point it's early enough in the season that it would, you know, even uh, again, soccer, I guess I don't know the, the past or the history behind it does firing your coach statistically improve a team uh, as the, as the season goes on. I think we're too late in the season for that to make a difference. 
Um, and I don't think there's anybody we're going to get that's better than Carl Craig either in that amount of time. Uh, I still think he's a pretty solid coach. I, I don't have a lot of criticisms that I would level uh, against him at this point. I just I just don't think that would be a productive thing to sack him at this point. Yeah, I think up until the point where we are mathematically eliminated to, from the playoffs, uh, he is safe. But I think if we continue to lose uh, and get knocked out and there's a game or two left, I think I think he gets fired. And I can provide the, uh, the math right now. Uh, okay. We are, for any non-combined uh, table watchers, uh, we are in fourth place right now. However, the Rowdies, who have been really the only team in this middle group that has been really consistently good lately, uh, they have gotten hot at a really good time. Uh, of their last five games, they've d- three wins and two draws. So they're coming on pretty strong here. Okay. Uh, they are one point behind, and the Railhawks are currently three points behind, but both of them have a game on us. So if the Rowdies win their next game, they would actually be two points ahead of us at hmm. the moment. Okay. Then it's even more important that they beat Jacksonville this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Like, they said. They said. Uh, hey, Jake. That's that's a super great movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I knew You're we welcome. were friends. Oh man, and that Jake, was... do you have any like do you have any like Jaws quotes brewing over there? No, but I could tell you about my time on the USS Indianapolis. Oh my god, save it for another podcast. Okay, fair enough. And that was episode twenty-four of Loons Out of Water. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. You can find our podcast on our website, loonsoutofwater.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google. Play. Please subscribe and give us a rating no matter what you think. And thanks to everyone that's already rated and or written a review. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Loons Out of Water, or you can let us know your thoughts at loonsoutofwater at gmail.com. On behalf of this raft of loons, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Literally. 